Ladies and gentlemen, we're back at Detroit Sports Chat, episode one of 2019. We don't have a full house, but we still have three losers here. I got myself, we got Chuck, we got Mikey. We're going to talk all Lions today. Let's get it going. Well, well, well. All right, boys. It only took six months to finally get back on the pod. Literally six months. Dude, it was the last time we potted was after we drafted uh, Will Harris in a third round. Yeah, because we were talking Tigers for a little bit. We were kind of we were kind of jazzed up a little did bit. We, we had a couple pops. We pot. Uh, we did it on draft night. Yeah, remember, like, because we were like, we didn't know who Tavai was. Yeah. We didn't know who Will Harris was. We're like, man, we gotta get on the mics. Yeah, and it was like not a good episode because I don't know. I think we were just all we were really emotional, frustrated, and yeah. pissed off because yeah. we didn't really like the first, we didn't really like the Hawkinson pick. We didn't like any of our picks until yeah. like the fourth round. We got Austin Bryant, and yeah. we all jumped on it. And but I mean. So far, it doesn't sound like we're too wrong. I, so, it, here's a funny It's too thing. early. I know. It's definitely too early. It is too early, especially still. for a tight end. But but going back, like we... <laughs> Are you saying that it's too early for us to draft a tight end or too early for both. us to... Both. Yeah, both. All right. So, you look at it, it's November 8th. Now, imagine going back to that Philadelphia game where we won, we're 2-0-1. What if I told you that going back the day before that game started that we were going to lose... Four games out of the next five. Well, first off, I would have told you we're going to lose KC. Everybody knew we were going to lose KC. Yes. But the Lions Twitter would have told you, no way, no how. This team is different. Bob Quinn's got these troops riled up, and they're going to go, whatever, 10-11 wins still. What? I don't, that's why I don't – even before the season started, you got people that do their, that do their predictions, and they're like 13-3. Twelve and four. I mean, those are people 11. that don't get it. Those they are called slappies. That's and, what those and, and are. Don't called. get me wrong. I really did. I I thought this was a ten and six team. Obviously, I'm wrong. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm not the kind of guy that wants to just blame the refs. This whole entire show. I, obviously, that Green Bay game was despicable. It, it, it's obvious they did take that game away. But even if they take away that game, this is still a losing team. Yep. Like, no matter what, we're a losing team. Like, and even with those calls, there were many opportunities in that game we, we could have taken advantage of, and we wouldn't even be talking about that right absolutely. now. Absolutely. And you look back, and Green Bay didn't have a fresh team. Like, they didn't have Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. How, would I, how would that game have gone if we didn't have Kenny Galladay? Yep. That's a big thing, too, is, you know, we got into a few battles this week and last week on Twitter about there's this this consensus idea that the Lions should be, what, 6-1? and one? Yeah, they, they should be five and two or six and one. That's said but, every year. Every year you can look at the schedule and it's done and be like, we could have won four more games but off you of can, one play. You, know, you like, can look at ninety percent of the NFL games, no matter what team who played, and you can pick the losing team and be like, Man, if they would have just did this or right. if this would have went that way, they yeah. would have won. Yeah, happens That's, for every team. It's a loser mentality. Say it for every team. And, and and you could say we should have lost that Arizona game. We should have. That dude dropped that, the interception in overtime right hit there. Hit him right in the chest. We should have lost that game it by a It goes by a field both goal. ways. What if what if the Chargers had Melvin Gordon and Derwin James? Exactly. Or they didn't get three touchdowns taken back from a holding call. Which some Or if Eckler didn't fumble on the goal line. Exactly. You can't look at that. And that's the thing that pisses me off. So Let's get it started right now. Who is, who, is, who is more to blame, obviously? Who is more to blame if you have between Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn, or even if you want to just 
blame the players for not performing up to their standards or up to our standards and the coaching standards. I'm going to take this one first. Go ahead. Uh, as you both of you may know, um, the 30 people that will end up listening to this, uh, I happen to be probably up until this point giving Bob Quinn free range to do whatever he wants. I've been pretty pleased with some of the draft picks, the signings. I had a good feeling. I agreed with a lot of them. But if you're, ta- if you're talking right now, we're in the same spot we were. So he's had four off seasons of free agency and four drafts. And if we're in the same spot now, which is just an average team, you're not bad, but you're not good. If we're in the same spot now as that when he took this team over, then in my opinion, he has to be the one to blame more so than Matt Patricia. And and, and that's the thing too, Mike. Mikey, this is this is his team. Yep. Like you look you look at all the players that are still on the team when Martin Mayhew was J, GM. All you have you have Stafford. Slay, Don Muleback, and Sam Martin. That's it. There's four players. That this whole entire team is Bob Quinn's drafts and Bob Quinn signings, and it's just underperforming. Yeah, and what's what's hard is like, I, like I said, I don't disagree with a lot of the signings. Like he signed Marvin Jones, great sign. He signed Trey Flowers. Like he got Justin Coleman, and then on the flip side of that too, the drafts like. A lot of times when he picks, we're like, who? Like, I remember all of us at your house. We were like, who the fuck is Kenny Galladay? Like, but obviously, like him, Tracy Walker looks to be legit. But, like, why are the best players of your draft happening in the third round and beyond? Like, how how are you – I'm not saying he's whiffing because I like rag now. But, like, you need to land – and I'm not saying every single pick. But, like, when you take four drafts and you go first and second round pick, how many of those guys are above average players? Jared Davis isn't. Taylor Decker isn't. I think Ragnow is a stud. Um, Hawkinson, I think, will be a stud. But like, that's the difference between but good then, teams and great but, teams. But then we can talk second round too. Because that's, yeah. I mean, that's to me, said, first I'm, and second round. I'm a believer of first, second round are hugely critical in the draft. Third round critical after the third round, I think it drops off. But let's take a look at the second round picks. Not, I mean, I mean, Ashawn's solid. Don't get me wrong, but like, he's also not. Yeah, but he, is he a, is Ashawn a guy you're gonna pay? Yeah, how, I think, how I think many, you have to. How many of Bob Quinn's draft picks are going to get a second contract? That's the thing. Are you? I think or, Kenny Galladay. Or, or you're for sure going to – it's only Kenny Galladay. That's the only guy you can look at no, who we drafted you, no, and I, be like, I think, we are for sure giving that guy I another think, contract. I think I would put Ragnow in there. I would actually – But that's early to – Glasgow, third yeah, round. Okay, but here's the thing too yeah. about here's the thing too about Ragnow. Ragnow we got what? In the 20s, right? Like 22 or something? I think it was yeah no, yeah, he, yeah it was so it was twenty two we got Ragnow however he's still a guard or a, or a center a center guard we drafted him at twenty twenty one twenty two he's supposed to be one of the best position you drafted center. the best center in, you drafted the best center in college football there's no risk to you that you put him at guard that yeah. was problem number one well yeah and there was no risk to that pick at all like he had to be the best but like because there's still so much talent left in the draft. Where it comes to, I'm talking talent like talent position. So your, you know, your linebackers, you know, your big hitting safeties, your receivers, and, and, and this, everything that really, really changes a team. This comes to the point that I made on Twitter this week that got a lot of attention was the Pro Bowl thing. I I understand the Pro Bowl is a yes. popularity contest, but do you know how you get popular in the league? You perform by performing on the field. Look at the guy. When I say Bob Quinn hasn't drafted a Pro Bowler, he hasn't drafted a Pro Bowler. Jamal Agnew, FYI. Never made the Pro Bowl. He was an All Pro, but if that's your argument to that's make everything better, okay, that's better. It than is. The Pro Bowl. It is. But he was also a kick returner. He so a, if if okay. the argument for Bob Quinn being a good drafter is that he got a 
a kick returner as an all-pro, then this and, isn't going to be a very good Chuck, team. The same guy that ever, I'm pretty sure 90% of Lions fans would have been okay with us cutting him after oh, yeah. week two. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so that's not like your, your, your big stud. Or, dude, it's a kick returner. And yeah. has he been good? Yeah, yeah. He, he took back a kickoff that helped us win a game. But what else? Has dude, he done? two thirds since Bob Quinn has started drafting, two thirds of the teams in the NFL have drafted Pro Bowlers. Yes. So Bob, here's the problem that blows my mind with Bob Quinn and these fans. How did Bob Quinn get this job? He's a he was an ex Patriot. And what did he do in New England? He was the head of scouting. When you tell me the New England Patriots head of scouting is going to come to Detroit, I'm expecting him to be able to pick players out of a bunch and be able to pick the best players. I don't think he's done that. He's done it in, in the late rounds, in the mid rounds. He has. I think his third, fourth round picks, Kenny Galladay, Tracy Walker. Have Deshaun Hand. Deshaun Hand. Yeah. They've been good picks. Joe Dahl even him, now. Joe Dahl. Yeah, I'll give but him like, all the credit in the world for that. But you need to hit on the first, second, third rounders, yep. especially the first rounders. Yep. You can't have a Taylor Decker who might only be with the team next year because we're so depleted an offensive and, and line. You have to give them that option. And you know that's the frustrating thing too is we put all these resources into offensive line. We put draft picks, high draft picks. We paid a lot of money to these guys, and look where we're at in offensive line. Well, so good GMs when there's problems and they fix them, which through the draft and free agency, when you fix them, you don't need to readdress them. So for example, Dallas. if 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 your basement right now, which we're podcasting in, if your basement had a water problem, a water leak, and I go to fix it. And and it, I don't fix it. Now I have to come back and pour more fix money it every other year. Yes, like you have to fix it, and now there's no longer a water leak. Now we can move on to a different position. That's not really like we're we're still weak at linebacker, we're which we are horrible. Who do we have at linebacker right now? Yeah. Who do it, we have? Tavai. Jelani. Tavai's up. He, listen, Jelani Tavai. We don't know what yeah, he is. We don't know. We, we can't don't say know. He's bad. You can't, can't I, say he's good. Yeah, Duffy can't say he's bad, but you also on the other side can't say he's good. I mean, after week two, people are on Twitter saying he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. That's the kind of stuff that blows my mind. You can't evaluate talent after one week. You can't evaluate talent after, I think, eight weeks for a rookie. Only certain rookies you know, like, you know, Josh Jacobs. That's an impact guy. He's very, very good. I don't see that with, uh, with like, a Hawkinson. I mean, but I, I give it the benefit of a doubt. You need more time for that. Man, though. But, you, that's, but to well, hold on. So, so, so my decision was... Bob Quinn is the one to blame. Uh, it sounds like you're saying right. the same thing, hey, but I don't know. I, I I have to say Bob Quinn. I don't think Matt Patricia is out of the woods at all. No. I agree with I agree with the Bob Quinn. I mean, this was his team. Um, we can't run the ball right now. We don't have a good defense. I can't explain the defense because in the offseason, I thought Bob Quinn did a great job putting a defense together. On paper, this looked like a, so that's man, a maybe eight top eight defense, right? You had, I know we had some injuries, but you had depth even at defensive tackle. I will say this, even though my answer is Bob Quinn, your answer is Bob Quinn, when I hold him in the group of like how I view GMs, I don't put him in the same category as Avila. Like with no, Avila, no. I'm like, dude, get out of here now. You're ruining this. Same thing with Tom Gorris. I don't, Quinn, it's weird. Like Stefanski. he can do, yeah, like I, I, I can. With Quinn, it's like if he's here next year, I won't be mad because I feel like there's still a chance. But at the same time, I also won't be mad if we moved on and we found something else. So, so let me just say real quick, I I do hope Quinn is here next year. I think they deserve one more year tops to to make it work. 
The problem, well, the reason I think they're going to get another year anyways is because Fords love him. Well, I don't know if that's one hundred percent true. I think Martha Ford wants to win right now, and I I would have to assume that she's nothing but pissed at the way this team's been performing. Well, and that's you can come back. You have to come back on that answer after week seventeen because the thing is, if if we lose against Chicago. It's going to be, dude, it's a train wreck. It's a train wreck waiting to happen. But here's right the now. thing our, our second half schedule coming up, like, we're not going to win 10 games, but we can, like, squeak seven because the schedule is so bad. And, and, and what that does, though, is that gives the opportunity for Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia to say, see, I told you we would start to turn around. Now yeah, we're getting those. Because we're one game better. Because you beat Tampa Bay. That, I mean, we're going to get a win against Tampa Bay at the end of the year, maybe Denver, and then people are going to say, oh, yeah, we're turning yeah, around. We're, we're going to beat Washington. Washington, yeah, yeah. We're going to get our asses blown in in Minnesota. And then that's what th- we're going to look at, and we're going to be like, wow, we, we are steadily improving. But that doesn't mean anything to me. So, to so me, do you, you say, more, Quinn? Man, I think it's a package deal. I think it's A and B. Because the problem is, this is, this is Bob Quinn's guy, was Matt Patricia, and always was Matt Patricia. All right? Bob Quinn, I thought he, like Mikey said, I thought he did a good job in the offseason. I really liked all the pickups he got. I love the Trey Flowers and taking a chance and paying big money. And I think there was a lot of, there's, you still have Darius Slay. We went into the season thinking we have a top five D-line. You don't just say that because you're a homer. I thought talent-wise we were a top five D-line. And we aren't, and it has to be from coaching. There's no other excuse. It's from coaching, and it's from our – if I have to keep hearing the stupid word scheme, it's because our scheme is broken. We're the 31st-ranked but defense. if it is scheme, the, it do, the scheme's not an excuse because Matt Patricia's been – this is year two for Patricia. So Bob Quinn knows who, you know what we're going after here, right? These are his guys. He went into the offseason – he started the season with money. He In the offseason, he had a ton of money. These are the guys he got for this team. Why do they? Why do your guys not fit your scheme? Why? And here's another thing. I'm sorry to cut you off, but people keep saying, oh, man, Paul Pasquale, he's the problem. Matt Patricia is a defensive genius. He's the coordinator. Yeah, he was the defensive coordinator for the Dynasty (laughs) Patriots. If you think Bob Quinn is sitting on those sidelines watching this defense get wrecked (laughs) and doing nothing about it and leaving Paul Pasquale with this defense – for the better part of a year and a half, you're fucking crazy. There's no way Patricia's sitting back and not running this defense. And, and, and that's the problem, too. So Sunday's going to happen. Say Chicago just gets off to a red-hot start. Mitch Trubisky looks like he's back, which I totally think is going to happen. You're, you're, we're we're going to wake up Monday and then Paul Pasqualoni, relieved of his duties. And, and, and how does that fix anything? That is nothing but a scapegoat to, to show how bad Matt Patricia has actually been this year. And he's been terrible. And it, if we do lose in Chicago, I really think Matt Patricia is going to be gone, and I think he's going to lose a fans. And I hope no. we lose every single game after that because I, now I, you're going to expect change. I, I think he has – I think – I don't think his job's in jeopardy, to be if honest If we go 5-10-1 – and one, I think there's no way he loses his job. This yeah. Five ten and one. Five ten and Five, one. Ten and oh, one. I think you guys. They're gonna say they're they're gonna say give us time. Like oh, dude, and, and that's the last thing I want to hear too. Now, do you do you want him to have another year? If he just if if this team gives up and they go five ten and one, you're okay with Matt Patricia staying another year? Because how do we all all of a sudden go from six and ten? Five, ten, and one well, to eleven and five. They're a package we, we deal. So if, I don't one. They're a package deal. I don't think Quinn's leaving, and if. Quinn's not going to fire Patricia. So, 
I, if Quinn's staying, Patricia's staying. I think two. I think the reason why for us two years is like, no, you need to get out of here is because we've had so we've had such a long time where we've been able to take steps forward that when we want we want it to happen now. I don't think two years is quite long enough for someone like Matt Patricia to be like, you're not the guy. Like, what's really? I'll give you an example of, and you can say this literally every off season, but like. This is this is a ma- this off season coming up is going to be make or break for Bob Quinn because um, the contracts that he structured are backloaded. So your cap cap's decent, but like it's going to get smaller and smaller. You're going to have to make decisions. And I'll give you an example of a team that was in a similar position that completely knocked it out of the water and managed to just like not even skip a beat. And it's Seattle. Seattle loses Earl Thomas. They lose Richard Sherman. They went from like I don't remember what it was. They didn't have did they have a first or not a second? Like they didn't have a very crucial pick in this year's draft. And they made trades and they ended up with like seven picks in like the first three rounds somehow. And like yeah, but hold on a sec. Can I say with that same exact team? I don't think Seattle is that great. I think Russell Wilson is just that good. Well, he's good, but I mean, but I also don't think Seattle's that great. We posted that on Twitter too. And Russell Wilson. It's just having an MVP type year. But he's having an MVP type year against really bad teams. Really bad teams. Yeah, Seattle has so not beat they, a winning team. They beat the Bengals so, by a point. The Rams by a point. Or they beat the Rams. The Rams were the only team the they beat with a winning record so far. They're but still yes, they a team beat. that I don't care if it's this if it's like say like a Packers and Seahawks game. I'm not I don't think it's like I don't think the Seahawks just roll over. Like no, I, I think But but you're right about the offseason and the contracts. I'm very, very curious to see. Yeah, you got to do something. This is going to prove if you're a good GM or not. You got a problem, fix it, and if not, then I, I just don't know how. You imagine, imagine if I told you right now, or at the beginning of the year, I was like, my God, I was like, get this, we have a top five offense, and Matthew Stafford's like having an MVP type year. You would think, oh my God, dude, we're first place in the division. We're seven and two right now. Yeah. We were the thirty-first ranked defense, by the way, too, from a defensive. Genius. I would have never believed you. It's unbelievable, and I don't trust the guy anymore. Unreal. Like, if you do want to get rid of him, screw it. I really don't care because I do not see it all of a sudden just getting better. I really don't. And in his schemes, is this bend that but don't break? What's the break point? Because to me, it's already been broken. This bend don't break. Yeah, let's give up five hundred yards. What? What defense does that? We don't bring blitzes. We rush two guys, three guys, and you give a quarterback, an, an NFL quarterback, five, six, seven seconds to throw a ball. Dude, they're going to find open receivers. That's a big concern for me, too, is his reluctancy to change. Yes. You know, we've we've seen this three-man rush all year. It's not working. It worked at first. I mean, it limited the Chargers. It limited the Chiefs. Like, yeah, it worked that, at first. But it, it's not working but right now. But once people saw what we were doing, then they game-planned around it. And it's just, I don't know, man. I just don't, especially this season, I just don't see us all of a sudden just getting better. Like, okay, Mike Daniels comes back. Is that really going to make that big of a difference? Snacks Harrison's been absolutely dreadful. It doesn't matter, really, because you've already dug too deep of a hole. You're not going to the playoffs. You're not going to, it, it's impossible. You have a 4% chance of making it to the playoffs, which to me is impossible. You have to, okay. You have to win out. You make the playoffs. I think you have to have 11 wins to get in the playoffs because you yes. got Seattle and you got Minnesota. You got to catch one of those guys. And you're not going to you catch have it. New Orleans and you have like but New Orleans just, will win the division. Yeah, win then the San division. Francisco or Seattle is going to win the division. You have San Francisco, who's undefeated. And then that, that's another the wild NFC card team that you East, never expected. The NFC East is not going to get a wild card team. 
The NFC South, I don't think it's going to get a wild card yeah, team. It's going to be between Seattle, San Francisco, Green Bay, and Minnesota. Those four teams are going well, to the playoffs. And then, and then you also got you also got Philadelphia in the mix. I don't Philadelphia's going to win the East, gonna, I think. And, and then you have the Cowboys. You know, uh, you have yeah. so many teams fighting for two spots. The Lions have zero chance at making the playoffs, which is so pathetic. And it's another year. Of well, us not making the playoffs or even sniffing the division, and this is not okay. Which is so frustrating. People keep saying this is okay. No, we're rebuilding. Well, no, you know why? Because out of everything that's happening, the toughest part about it all is that we are wasting prime years of Stafford. Yes. And people, people like still for the people that are like that I, idiot I on your know, Facebook that's like trade him like. People won't realize what we have until he's gone, I promise. We, Dude, like, and he's doing it with like 60 yards rushing a game, which is absolutely insane to me. Imagine that. He's, and, and, he's and, incredible. And I give I give so much props to Bevel, and I and I hope Bevel stays with us for a while. I mean, even though it's a small sample size, obviously the run game is broken, but we don't have a running back yeah, right now. Back. Like, if, if we had on Johnson the last couple of weeks – this might be a different team. I mean, no, it might be. It would be a different. But team. But who does that fall on that we don't have a running back? It's on Bob Quinn. Quinn. And Quinn. we said this. We said this during the draft. We need to draft a running back early. We could have got a Singletary. We could have got some. We could have got a Snell. We could have got. I, I a understand Henderson. if you didn't want to waste that high of draft capital on a running back. I would get that. But the fact of the matter is, Bob Quinn went into the season with this. He got C.J. Anderson, who he really liked, and, and then you cut, cut him. him. Like. What are we doing? Yeah. What What are we doing? Now, we don't – and he did go get a uh, running back at the trade deadline. If he thought this team was that close to the playoffs or had a chance to get in the playoffs, he would go out and get a running back. Period. Yes. He didn't go get um, Kenyon Drake. No. Kenyon Drake could have been had for a reasonable price. Penny. If you thought that you were making the playoffs, you go make that trade. That tells me Bob Quinn doesn't have much faith in this team this year. Like, we're not there yet. And I am afraid – because next year, yes, the contracts go up the way he structured these free agents this year. Yes, I understand the salary cap's going up, but we. What do you do with Darius Slay, who's going to sit out you're until he gets a new contract? You're going to have to trade him. What do you do with Ricky Wagner, who's a huge payday? For I mean, it's it's a double edged sword. So you got people who are going to be cap casualties, or at least at the chance of being a cap casualty. But then it's a hole. Then it's a hole you got to fill. So like, if you cut Wagner, you got a you got a right tackle problem. Yeah, which. In, the only way you fix a tackle spot is if you go first round, first or second round. You can't get a starting tackle. In the or you got to pay somebody. You got to pay somebody. Or you got to pay you, somebody. You got to cut somebody to pay somebody. Right. It's just so annoying, and it's a never-ending cycle. And here's here's the man. thing too: is you know, hey man, bet, we'll maybe have better luck next year. Look at this defense. This is your defense next year. Same exact defense. It's not going. Anywhere. Your linebackers are the exact same. And That's now, the biggest problem. And that was so frustrating, man. We said during the draft, dude, we need a linebacker. We need a linebacker early. I don't feel comfortable with this linebacker. We took one. Jelani Tavai. Yeah. We should have took one in the first round. Jelani Tavai could have been. Okay, no one knows for sure. Could he have been had in the third round? From what I heard, yes. But I only read stuff on Twitter. But were so, you comfortable so you're with saying, that? So you're saying Devin Bush. I mean, there's no other I'm saying no Devin Bush. Choice. Yeah, we couldn't get Devin yeah. White at the time. But, yeah, yeah. I'm saying Devin Bush. Well, we could have got Devin White if we... That's another conversation we can keep on having because if we lose this Chicago game, if you're a real Lions fan, and I don't care, you better hope that we lose every single game because that's the only way we're going to help this team grow. 
Because if we get stuck with another 15, 16, 17, 18th pick overall, we're just we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. It, it happened a couple years ago when we drafted Ragnow. Derwin James kept falling and falling and falling and falling, and finally he went probably about two or three picks. Trade right up and get that guy. And obviously Derwin James is hurt right now, but that is an impact player. That He's an all. He was an All Pro rookie yes, year. Yes, that changes your team. That's a kind of that's a leader who changes your team. All right, Devin White. Can you imagine if we had Devin White on this team right now? Who knows what could have happened? T.J. Hawkinson. Like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to kill him or anything. But my God, man, he's been a ghost. And you've also just out. paid Jesse James how much money for and eight Jesse, receptions? Jesse James nine, has just games. been a blocking tight end. Seven years. And the, the thing is, T.J. Hawkinson. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be good. Actually, I, I know he's going to be good. But the problem is when you draft a guy number eight overall, they Offense, they need to be your number one on your team. So if you draft a receiver at number at the eighth overall, that more than likely is going to be your number one receiver. If you draft a tight end number eight overall, my God, he better get on the scene. He better be a top ten tight end right away. I, and he's I underst- just barely there. I understand it takes time, especially for tight ends. We had this argument about Eric Ebron. But he's with, doing drops. Drops that he never he, did. And that's what's concerning is because Throughout the draft process, all we heard when we said we don't want T.J. Hawkinson was this guy never drops the ball. Never drops the ball. Well, he dropped the touchdown. What, what is nice to see, though, about him is we know he's capable of the receiving end of things, but, like, there's been so many plays this year where, like, when they show the replay, it's like, ooh, who was that block? Oh, Hawkinson, like, opened up a five-yard hole. Like, yeah. he's doing he, – he's doing – he affects the game in more than one way, but – it's still you, you when you get drafted top ten at tight end, you, you need to be a pro bowler, multi multi time pro bowler. I agree. What's up next, Mike? Well up next we got let's talk about what you want to look at from here. So we are what we are right now. So moving forward, what when you watch these games, what are you wanting to see uh, specifically? Like, are there certain players you're watching? For me, yeah. um, I've been, I've loved watching Tracy Walker this year. Leads oh. our team in tackles. So like, he's out yeah, again. Yeah, he's yeah he is. He's doing really good. I hope he comes back because um, he seems like the real deal. Um, I wanted to see Carry On, but obviously he's hurt. Um, I want to see more Tavai. I mean, obviously Will Harris, young guys. You want to see what you got, um, but I don't think I have to say like, oh, I want to see us win games. Like that's that's obvious, but like. Those are the things I'm looking for. I want. I want to see. Is Deshaun Hand real? Is is? Well, he's hurt too. Oh, we'll, we'll find it's, out it's eventually. Just, it's just your typical. The only thing I'm rooting for right now is I'm, I'm rooting offense wise. I, I want to see Bevel take this offense, and he already has to the next level. So they're already a top five. I want Matthew Stafford to be. Obviously, he won't be Hold on in the MVP race a, because this isn't a top five offense. It's a top five passing offense. Yes, but the yes. run is that bad, which also falls on Bevel. He's got to fix the run, man. He's the offensive coordinator, not the pass game coordinator. He's got to fix that. Keep going. No, you're right. So I, I more than anything, I want to I want to see Stafford keep lighting up, keep putting up numbers, especially as just shut all these fans up. Like if you guys, if you say Stafford sucks, you're just a moron, dude. Like block you, us on Twitter. Block like, us. Siri, and, and, and I never tell anyone to like block us or like we'll because we'll, we'll never block you. But the problem is, is, is when you say stupid stuff like that, you just make yourself look dumb. Because look at that game yesterday, and Philip Rivers and Derek Carr; those guys suck. They are terrible. 
And then you then you look at a quarterback that we have, and he's putting up the yards, he's putting up the numbers, he is he's putting up the touchdowns. And I still have to go on social media and hear people say, "Oh, trade Stafford for a box of rocks," or he's not that good, he's not a winner. Our team's not. Our our team is a joke. Our owners a joke. Our GM's a joke. Everything has been a joke ever since I've been alive. Hopefully it'll change. I doubt it, dude. It's just another year of not watching my team in the playoffs. There's not a single game this year that we've watched, well, just any game this year, that like when you look at it, you're like, we lost this game because he sucks. Like, There's not a single game. Like, and, and dude, It's so he, nice to – imagine it's so nice to go into a game and not have to worry about – thinking, like, we need a new quarterback. You know how many teams in the league that are like yeah. that right now? Imagine being Washington. Like, they're just like, shit, man. We, we, just, yeah. we just spent a first round, a top, where they take him? Like, 17 or something like that? Like, yeah, he did drop. I mean, we can go down the line. I right. Mean, we don't have that problem, Carolina. and we still can't win. So what I'm looking for is, I mean, I want to see, I want to see Trey Flowers a lot because he's turned it up. I think he's been playing really well the whole year pretty much even though people say he's been kind of absent because the sack numbers weren't there in the beginning but I thought he's played really well he's no, he he's has. always there at the end of the plays I think now he's getting you know more attention he's getting there for sacks I'm excited about Trey Flowers I think he's going to be even much better than he's been so far I think that was a really good sign by Quinn even with the money I'm excited to see him uh, I'm excited to see still I want to see Ragnar. I think he he's a guy who can be a pro war. Um he's a guy that can be on the line for a long time. Um I want to see Jelani Tavai because he's going to be a starting linebacker next year. I want to see I I'm assuming he's going to be your middle linebacker, sorry, middle linebacker next year and then I I am guessing that Jared Davis is going to move to more of a Kyle Van Noy role, role that Patricia had KVN playing in 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 New England because Jared Davis's numbers rushing the quarterback are much better than his numbers being a traditional oh linebacker. Just watching him go to zone, but, and, and that's and literally try to pick up players. Right, that, it, it just makes me. Want but to that's pee. literally all KVN does in New England is he yes. rushes the quarterback almost yes. on every he, single play. He's a specialist. I'm sorry, Cal, Cal Van Noy isn't a good football player to me. I he, I, sh- I shouldn't say that, but he he is good. He he's good when he's when he's on the ball. He's always near the ball, and he does. He he produces. Big sacks at big times and key parts of the game, and he does. He turns. He turns games. He's got a niche, and he's he's yes. good at his niche, which is a linebacker that rushes the quarterback. I think Jared Davis can be that, and that would be huge for the yeah, team. He's an athletic freak. But I'm just surprised that Quinn hasn't made that transition yet. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that because I think we're slowly going to see that. Um, obviously Tracy Walker. I don't think he's an All Pro this year, like some Twitter people. But I do think he's he's had a very good year. There's no denying uh, that. Um, I, I agree with you with the, like, I hope that they make that move with Davis because at this point, like, let's say we lose, I don't know, like, let's just say we get to a point where it's like, hey, you're not going to make playoffs. Time to put the kids in. Time to put Tavai as your starting middle linebacker for the entire game. And you got to try some things. You got to see what you have at that point. Like, yep. hopefully, hopefully by that time, Austin Bryant's out here. Like, is Austin see- Bryant supposed to play today or he can't come back until. I think I, I don't, we I, have to make we had to make a decision can. here in the next couple of days. I don't think he's playing this week though. I could be wrong. But so yeah, so I mean I'm 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 kind of looking for next year. I want to see if, you know, what changes are going to be. Matt Patricia's got to make some changes. I'm excited to see the second half what those changes are going to be. I think the team is going to play better than they did the first half. And I do think our team is better than our record. And I do think the defense is much better than what they've shown. I think they're going to get better. 
I don't think they're a three, four, five, even six win team. I think they're a min, even this year a, a seven eight. win team, maybe eight. I'm excited to see how Patricia turns that around. He's yeah. fighting for his job, even though I don't think he's going to get fired. But you got to believe that Martha Ford is not happy. You know, so I'm excited to see the transition. I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to see it. I'm excited to 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 see it on TV and watch it. it I don't mean to change subjects real quick. Um, it just before I forget. Like, did you guys see the news today about like the whole Diggs trade, and then uh, I saw the whole, I didn't like, I didn't read it. What CJ, were the comments? The whole CJ Anderson was was like kind of sub to the whole sub so, back and forth. So Quinn or um, Diggs yes. was interviewed um, for Dave, some Dave Briquette, right? No, it was some. Yeah. it was like a Call of Duty event. It was a media event, and uh, they were he was asked about whatever, and he said. You know, he felt like he was being misplaced, or he was the loudest guy in the locker room, and they tried to quiet him down. Um, so that's why he felt he got moved. Um, he said he wouldn't get into specifics on who he was arguing with, but now he says he's. He said before they they moved his position, they tried to like tie him down as to what he can do, and he tried to argue. You know, people saying that you know I sucked this year. Well, that's because I wasn't able to do what I do. So, you know, and then he spoke up, whatever, that's why he got moved. And then C.J. Anderson tweeted, yeah. like, two hours after that saying, just read an article, my boy was spot on. Yeah, see, see, is then it... Then he tried to deny that it wasn't about Am I the doing one, I, I think this is just not news at all, and I think it's just I think it's just players getting butthurt. And you can say the same thing about Darius Slay. No, I think it is news, because Darius Slay equity it right after loss Sunday. He said players are not playing in the right position they need to be playing in. And they're, so they're voicing it. That's calling out your coaches right yes. away. That's, that's a scheme. problem, man. That's a scheme right there. That's a problem. Well, that's so now you got roughly three guys. Now, okay, I think the Darius Slay is definitely bigger, more important news than the Quandre Diggs because I think the Quandre Diggs is just kind of like a salty guy that just got traded off the team. And to me, like voicing his opinion, I'm like, eh, I don't really go. Because I feel like a lot of players, as soon as players move their team, they always try to go back to, oh, well, I was treated unfairly at this team. I think a lot of guys do that. If Darius Slade didn't echo those comments, I would have agreed with you. But because Slay said it even first, I I think well then I think there's there's substance to what Diggs said. Then you guys have to go back on your the whole Bob Quinn. Then you have to say that Matt Patricia is he on the hot seat right now? I say no I think still. he I think he I is absolutely so. and he should be on the hot seat. Do you, are you guys saying he's not or he shouldn't be on the hot like? You no, no, he he, he should, should be? be on the hot seat, but I don't I don't think there's any chance he gets fired. Oh, I, I mean, unless I mean, maybe if we lose out, I don't know. I, like, I want to see three years. Yeah, oh, me too. Man. I don't know, man. I, I I can't take another year of this, dude. Because if we go, it, it, to me, it's just looking the the same thing like last year. We're gonna win some games, and like that's the thing too. It, and I hate saying SOL, but this is gonna be like a, such an SOL thing. Like we beat we beat the Bears, and then like we we're at home against Dallas, and we beat Dallas. You know, it's just. And then you're going to have your typical, like, oh, my God, we're back. Look at if we just put it all together. No, let's be us, man. Put it all together from week one. Be a good team. Be be a team that wins by more than one possession. But, but I think that's what happens next year. I don't know what it is about a third year, but the excuses, are, I think, are gone no matter what next year. Like, we've had a what? bad season. Then we got better, and we had a very bad start. And who knows what's going to happen in the second can, half? Can you guys then the think excuses of under, are gone? Can you think of an underwhelming coach's first two years that all of a sudden turned it back together in year three? I mean, 
I would have to look. I mean, people I, are going to say. I, I think every situation think is different, rare. though. It's t- that's tough to say. I, I mean, think it's just rare. I don't. I just don't see it happening. Like, I mean, it, are you like right now? You can be like, oh, Sean McVay isn't really that good because like the Rams aren't the same team that they've been the past two years. So it's like, is, but, is he for real? Is he? Uh, but but I think he's 100%. but you fire Quinn, then what? Well, that's then you have to go full rebuild. You you fire so, Patricia, so, so then, then you're what? talking another three to four years possibly. At least, possibly. at least. I mean, that's but that's what we just or, did with and, Martin Mayhew and, then and Stafford. Jim and then and then at that point you don't Stafford's have Stafford. Gone. Yes. Okay, so do you want? Would you rather do it now, or do you rather wait a whole entire year of going through the same shit and then rebuild? Well, I'd because rather, because I feel like and I just whatever. don't see it for Patricia. I, I feel I, like we're close. I feel like we have. Like we say that shit every single year. I feel like we have. A couple really good players. I was very disappointed in the depth we have this year. And obviously some players are not performing. Now, I mean, I, I think Bequ- Quinn went out last offseason and said, okay, this is my team. I think we can win with this team. And we clearly can't. And I think he's realizing we have no depth and we have way too many holes. Now he knows he's fighting for his job too. They have two years left on the contract. So whether we want to, you know, say extend them for however or not, they have two years left. They're fighting for their job. Whether it's going to be at the end of this year, end of next year, or two years from now, they're fighting for their job. Yeah, I don't think they're just sitting back and being no. like, "All right, well, we'll figure." Like they're th- trying to think a ways. So they're like, trying to save their yeah. job. I think. I think Martha Ford told them she wants to win before she dies. That's not much time, man. God, clock's ticking. Obviously, I mean, she's just another one. What do you mean? I I have no problem with Martha Ford. I think she's done a good job. For what an owner can do, I think she's yeah. just a body at this point. But she's yeah. turned over. She's turned over this team twice. So you watch that NFL Network special of the great women in NFL, and it's just a bunch of ritzy white chicks that say how much they love football and everything, and they don't even know a lick about anything. I mean, I don't know. I don't know Martha Ford. I haven't met her. Maybe she does know football. She's yeah. She's obviously watched a lot of this guy. Just, yeah, like he knows. <laughs> Cause I, dude, I'm. You don't off. know. I'm pissed off, dude. I'm pissed off too. We're all it's, pissed it's off. It's just another season of waste. Like I, I love how we get we get so excited for this. We get so excited for the draft. And what's funny? Then the draft comes along. We pick guys. We have no idea what their name is. And like, man, we we do all these mock drafts. Like, why do we even do mock drafts? And we then we gotta fight people on Twitter. And then we get to fight people, and they're like, oh yeah, well. Uh, I, I scouted knew, this guy. I, I scouted Giovanni Tavai, and I knew he was going to be a nice. Like you never even knew his name. Dude. And then the funny Hawaii. thing is, every time Bob Quinn reaches for a player, there's always someone oh, on Twitter that I that posts an article like, that's saying another well, another team was yeah, going to take him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every single time, man. Every single time. That's just not true, man. Bob Quinn wants to be the smartest guy in the room. He wants to go and and steal somebody and and make you know him seem like he's a genius instead of picking. The obvious player. Sometimes the obvious player is the right choice. I don't know who that was. I I don't remember who we were talking about second round, but it wasn't Jelani Tavai. No. If it if if we didn't have Stafford, if we had a different quarterback that we looked at and we're like, I don't know if this guy's the, then I would say, okay, you can fire and try to rebuild. But like, we're in a position where you can't waste any more years. So I feel like you 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 give Patricia and Quinn another year, and. See if they can have a good because right now they're this is going to be an off season where they have to do the most work. Like they're going to have to figure out okay, who are we going to cut? Can we maybe add more draft picks? Who are we going to like? This is going to be the year where they have to figure it out. I also think <clears throat> if we get rid rid of Quinn and, and Patricia after next year, I think trade Stafford. Yeah, 
I don't think Stafford ends this his career in Detroit. But what kind of? I mean, I, you probably could still get like a first round for him. But or, at that point, he'll be like a thirty. 32, 30. Oh, dude, you'll get a you get probably double for you probably get two first. It, oh, it, it depends. Sure. It depends on who needs what, and it depends on what Stafford does next year. But what's the point of keeping Stafford if you're gonna rebuild? It? It's like the JV thing. What was the point of keeping JV when we knew we were gonna rebuild? It's the same thing with Stafford. And honestly, I love Matt Stafford. We all love Matt Stafford for as much shit as we talk about the Lions and people think like we hate the Lions. We don't, but we love Matt Stafford for sure. I kind of. If we're going to rebuild, I kind of want him to go somewhere else and win. So do I. I, like I really just... do. It's the JV thing. I wanted JV to go somewhere else and win. Now he's winning a little now, too much. Because we're talking about trades. Nah, again, this is off topic, but how awesome is that, that Khalil Mack trade? Now you look back at it. Dude, and like Bears fans want to trade him hard. I, well, I, I think Khalil Mack is still Khalil Mack. But, like, it's obvious he is not the same player he was even last year. I don't know if it's because... Maybe he's pissed off at how bad the offense is, and he's kind of, you know, turning it down a little bit. But you look at what the Raiders are doing. So the Raiders got Josh Jacobs with that pick. Again, if the Bears totally fall off the map, they're going to get a top 10 pick for this year as well. And they're drafting yeah. well. I mean, yeah. obviously, I don't, I'm don't. i not a big Cleveland Farrell fan of that. They but he's been like okay number, this year. Number four overall, which was really no, weird. That's Mayock, yeah, Josh, Allen, Josh Allen should have been the pick yeah, there. Josh Allen sure. or Devin White. But the funny thing about the Bears is when they when they took that Khalil Mack trade, they invested in Mitch Trubisky. They said, okay, we don't need yeah. to pay a quarterback because we got a guy who can win with us on this rookie deal. Now he's not the guy. I no. I mean, I think I think they're going out there a quarterback in the offseason. I do, Maybe too. Maybe a Cam Newton. And it sucks. I feel like we just missed – we just missed them making a huge mistake. Yeah. Like yeah. we, we kind of need Trubisky to tear yeah, it up. I know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know why it just it just kind of made me laugh a little bit. But like, let's let's go through. I have a couple tweets uh, that I always think is funny. It's usually uh, the guys with the Twitter that have a hashtag one pride in their name. Always. Those are usually the best. You need uh, to tag them in this yeah. upload, by the Jake, way. Jake with hashtag one pride. The line should be five, two, and one. I know they're not playing well, but the refs lost them the Chiefs and the Packers game. The refs did not lose them the Chiefs game. Uh, we allowed Patrick Mahomes to pick up that first down with his feet. We fumbled the ball at the goal line. We did not tackle the Kansas City Chiefs as they ran it 100 yards back. What? You could even say the same thing about Green Bay, dude. Like, Hawkinson dropped a clean ball in the end zone, oh, and on God. third and two, carry on. Missed an easy catch for a first down. That would have knocked off more time off the clock. We would have ended up scoring because we would have been inside the 40 at that point, even if it was just, say, a field goal. The, the, it, yes, the, the refs were frustrating, but that's not the 100% reason we lost. And I'm not saying you can't like look at these games and say, man, like yes, the refs killed us in Green Bay. But if you do that, you have to look at it the other way. You can't just say we'd be 5-2-1. and one. But you can also you can't you know you you can get pissed off if someone says well we can be you know a one win team just as easily. Yep. It goes both ways. At the end of the day, we are what we are. We are what our record is. Yep. Got another tweet uh, from your boy Chuck Demone Hardy. Demone, shout out. If Daniels and Hand play all the games up to this point, no way we are three four and one. Hell. <sighs> After Daniels went down, the entire defense looked different. You Daniels have, played for like three hold, days. Hold on, I'm not done. You have no idea how those two affect the dynamic of the scheme. But I don't believe the scheme is trash. 
It's just in need of players who fit. Why are we the 31st ranked defense? But, but then, here's the thing. Okay, I agree with you. I think this team is different with Deshaun Hand and Mike Daniels. Yeah, so but every team then has let's look. Yeah, then we're the 28th. But no, worst no. Defense. But then let's look at the games that you know we won. You know the LA game. What if what if uh, Gordon and um, what if Ingram pl- James were there? What if Slade didn't intercept it? Like, what if Slade what if- didn't intercept But the injury-wise, I mean, we've been pretty blessed with injuries. In- Ingram, Kansas City- Ingram didn't play that game. It was just Bosa. No, Ingram. No, played. Ingram played. Ingram did play. Derwin James was out, yeah. and Melvin Gordon were out. Yeah. Then okay, so that's LAC. So now, I mean, Kansas City, we got to play without Tyreek Hill. Minnesota, Thielen went out on the first drive of the game. Yeah. What else? What so else? did carry on, though. So okay, so so did carry on. But what I'm saying is the the injuries. Just because we have injuries, I mean, we've been blessed. Did you, to go, did you say the Packers um, and Devontae yeah, Adams? Yeah, Devontae Adams with the Packers. I mean, it it goes both ways, man. It goes both ways. We can't just say, "Hey, man, we're suffering from injuries." Every team is suffering from injuries, and you know what? Bob Quinn should have built a deeper team. There's the argument. There, you Dude, can't just look, look at, at that. our team and look at the Colts. Are you telling me that like we're we're a worse off team than them? Yeah. Like on paper. We're, I think we're better than them on paper. They don't have a Pro Bowl corner. They don't have like we have a better quarterback. Who's their stud defensive end? Like we have Trey Flowers. Like we have a better team than them, and yet they're they their records better, dude. Like they had they, a really good draft right. where they passed pass, on their top players yeah, last year. Darius two Leonard, Quentin Nelson, right? Two All Pro guys in in one draft, rookies. Yep, Andrew Luck retired. They don't miss a beat. Yep, and they got Eric Ebron. And they have the Eric Ebron going to Frank Wright. Right away, yeah. <laughs> saying, hey, am I, I going to coach? Yeah, you know, coach, I need the ball a little bit more. Anything else, Mike? I think I should wrap it up. I'm, uh, my blood's boiling a little bit. Um, let's do final predictions for Sunday, and then we'll wrap it up. We'll come back again next week. I'll start. Um, I want to. I want like a good statistics. I want the score, yep. stats, who looks good, who yep. looks bad. Make it quick. Um, games in Chicago, I think it's 21-17 Detroit. I think Stafford balls out again. Um, I think the defense doesn't look good, but Trubisky makes a couple errors as far as interceptions. Um, I think we're still concerned about the defense because we get no pressure. Trubisky just sucks. Um, no run game again for Detroit. Same old, same old. But we get a team. We get a win against a team that's just very bad. Michael, I think it's going to be. I think the lines come out on top. I think it's going to be twenty to fourteen. Um, I think that Bears defense is still going to be pretty good, but I think that our offense is good enough to score points on them. And I think the Bears offense is like I think this is a game. So to me, in my opinion, this is a game where Patricia, the scheme specialist, can definitely come up with a game plan to just keep their offense at bay to where they're not scoring more than they normally do. Like I think I think they're going to be able to contain them because Trubisky's that bad and they don't really have a strong run game like Montgomery did good last week, but other than that like it's been weak. So I feel like Patricia will do a good enough job to where they don't score a lot of points and our offense is good enough to score points on on their defense because it's not what it was like last year. Okay, hold on. Real quick though. If the Lions win Chicago, and they beat Dallas. Are you rooting for them now? Now on to keep well, you have you have because to. Then they you play, have then they, play, then they play Washington after, and then they're six four and one. Yeah, these are, yeah, very, these are two very yeah. important games. You got to. I mean, I don't want them to lose every game. I mean, there's still a chance, but I just don't see it. It's more yeah. likely that they don't make the playoffs, or that they lose one of these games. But yeah, I mean, I think it's Chicago. You should beat Chicago. Yeah, I mean, in a way, even if we miss the playoffs, if the Lions finished out, I 
I know we never talk, I, I know it pisses off about like say we if we pulled off a seven and one of the last eight and we pulled off seven and one we still miss the playoffs I would look at that as a very good positive like I don't want to lose out for draft position because then you're looking at maybe this team is changing now yeah. if they go like four and four like you're just screwing yourself. that's what I'm saying I need to see something yes. I haven't seen anything right now okay so you're not going to see anything on Sunday. Sunday, Chicago's going to win 24-14. to 14. Mitch Trubisky's going to throw for two touchdowns. Matt Nagy's going to come up with some dink and dunk shit that's just going to frustrate us even more. He knows Trubisky can't get it done. So what he what he's going to do, he's going to know Trubisky's going to have time. You're going to see a lot of screens. I think Dave Montgomery's going to have a big game. I think Cohen's going to have another big game. I think Allen Robinson's going to have a big game because Allen Robinson always has a big game against the Lions. And I just don't see the I, – for, for some reason, I think this is going to be. I think it's going to be Stafford's worst game. He never really plays that well in Chicago. Um, our O line is still banged up, and who even knows? Especially if 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 Glasgow can't go or Joe Dahl can't go, and, and now you're looking at you're looking at significant holes. I just I don't see the matchups looking upright. I I think it's twenty four fourteen. I think Mitch Trubisky's going to have a hell of a game. I think Stafford's going to have one of his worst games, and it sucks. But and then the season's over, and then we'll have we'll do another recap next week, and. Uh, We'll be really pissed off, and we'll really, really start drinking. How about this? If the Lions win the next two games, we'll do a Jared Davis jersey giveaway. Yes, Twitter. Jared Davis giveaway. Honest God, we'll ship it out and everything. Yep. All, All right. right, guys. All right, follow Peace. us at DET Sports Chat. Till next time.